Listener Production. A pinch and a punch for the first of the month. How old are you, like 10? It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Well, Alex Dyson, you know, you talk about having a few bad apples. You know, every yeah. now and then, oh, it's just a few bad apples. And I've had my issues with uh, taxis recently, you know. <laughs> yeah. And I've said, you know, and, and, I, and I always want to think. I think you've think... had your issues with all transport that you no, use. No. I think the, no. We have the story of you on the plane causing a scene. No, don't turn this. Okay, this is not about me. This is about an industry. Because <laughs> I hear this all the time. Oh, it's just a few bad apples. Oh, yeah, the taxi drivers that are ripping people up. It's just a few bad apples. Well, at what point do you have to look at the whole bloody orchard and say, you know what? I keep getting angry with these apples. How about we look at the bloody farmer? <laughs> hey? Yeah. Okay, because uh, I've had another issue. I've had another instance with a taxi driver, and I'm starting to get to the point where it's like, no, you know what? There, There is... Amazingly, we get onto that today. Uh, but okay. <laughs> But we need to we need to start looking at the farmer. Okay, who is creating these conditions in which apples are growing so badly <laughs> that you don't even want to eat them? All right. Coming up, stemming from a chat about fencing in a moment. Uh, also today, <laughs> it's the return of the Partner Apology Hotline. So I'm looking forward to a little bit of that as well. Hope you're having a great Tuesday or Wednesday or whichever day you decide to listen to All Day Breakfast. That is your prerogative. And that's why we love joining you here on this little platform. Shall we get into it? Let's do it. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. Bro, did you know that there is, like, it's a law in fencing to shake hands with your opponent? Part of the rules. Yes. Not just good sportsmanship. No. Or womanship. No. But seriously, it is. Did you you hear about the Ukrainian fencer that got... Disqualified? I think I saw something around that. I didn't realize. I thought the Ukrainian went to shake the Russian's hand, but then the Russian didn't do it. No, or it was, was the it other the other way, way, other way around? The other way around, yes. The Russian, Russian went to shake the Ukrainian. They were like, nah, I'm at war with your country. Yeah. Not a fan. Yeah. And then, uh, and apparently the Ukrainian said beforehand, hey, look, I'm not going to shake their hands. And they said, yeah, that's fine. And then, um, <laughs> and then when it didn't happen, the Russian just like sat on the, like put up a protest basically. Right. Saying she should be just, disqualified. Yeah. And then, um, and then they ended up disqualifying her. So, because it is a rule to shake hands in fencing, which just seems unsanitary to begin with. I mean, it's in a world of contact, you know, dis- social distancing, etc. Right. Shouldn't have to be, you know, shaking. You shouldn't have to touch anyone, really. Is that the only sport in the world where it's. A, a part of the the rules of the sport, you got to shake hands. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm not aware of anything. Before you fight them with a sword. Um. <laughs> well, you know what? I wonder. I wonder if it is because maybe like it's it's probably one of those old school things where you know how shaking hands originated to show that you weren't holding a knife? Like unarmed, yeah. Yeah, so maybe it's something to do with fencing where it's the one, like... The one spot where you are armed, <laughs> you, you do have it. to shake hands and say, hey, look, I'm not armed. Anymore. Except the sword in this hand. <laughs> <laughs> How strange. It is a bit strange. But then but, but then they actually, they, they ended up reversing the decision. Oh. And now she's gotten into the, uh, she's been qualified for the Olympics. It's a special invitation to take part in Paris next year. 
There you go. Yeah. So, um, so they they, well, they they wrote to her in person, said it made a unique exception to Olympic qualifying procedures in an unusually emo- emotional letter. So this is Thomas Bach, the IOC president, said as a fellow fencer. Okay, so this is fencers standing behind yeah. fences. <laughs> And saying, as a fellow fencer, it's impossible for me to imagine how you feel at this moment. The war against your country, the suffering of the people in Ukraine, all this is a rollercoaster of emotions and feelings. It's admirable how you're managing this incredibly difficult situation. I'd like to support. I express, express my support to you. Well, a bit of solidarity with the Ukrainian there. Remember when I refused to touch hands with a, with a Russian? When was this? I was in St. Petersburg. Went out for the <laughs> night. <laughs> That's right. Met these two girls and they're like, oh, cut to karaoke. So me and this other bro went along. I think another Australian dude went in there. Turned out it was a scam where they'd take you back, get a drink, sing some karaoke, like sung some Heart Will Go On, Celine Dion, banger. Then they're like, oh, that'll just be 200 euro. Like what? That's outrageous. Mm -hmm. They locked the doors, refused to let us leave, held us there against our will for about two and a half hours. Quite scary stuff. And then on the way out. Like, I'm like, all right, don't, no hard feelings. I went to give her a high five. She went to high five me and I moved my hand and went, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> like this. Oh, God. The too slow is so good. The too slow to a Russian scammer. <laughs> I, did I tell you that I got kidnapped by a taxi driver recently? <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, I hear most stories of you and taxi drivers not getting along. I don't you mean kidnapped, the one where he tried to pay you money for not reporting him? No, no. Look, that happened again, by the way. <laughs> on, on the trip down from the Logies. Well, it didn't happen again because the guy didn't try to give me the money back. But he did add $9 onto the trip. And I was like, mate, this is what's going on. And so then I had a big word to him. And he, and, and I was like, I'm really disappointed. You know, every time I've caught a cab recently, someone's tried to rip me off. And the driver literally said, mate, just close the effing door and F off. <laughs> So, do you know what? And then, then this happened a couple of weeks ago where I got off the plane. <laughs> this is my kidnapping is this, story. Is, wait, is this, you got off the plane at which you almost, you know, delayed the start because you were complaining <laughs> no. that someone didn't scan on. No, this is, the, this is a different week, right? <laughs> where I got off the plane and I booked a taxi using the taxi app from the airport, okay? That's weird because you know there's a rank there. You just walk in. Yeah, but I'd loaded the cab charges that I'd been given from work into the taxi app. Okay. So I'd loaded the taxi app. The taxi then said it would pick me up from within the airport. And it shows you the route that it's going to take. And it was mm-hmm. going to cost how much it take, you know, costs normally. And the route showed it going through two toll roads. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, when I click book the taxi, it goes taxi confirmed. And then it said only one toll road. And I was like... Like it says, this fare includes one toll road, and I was like, "Oh, it's interesting." You literally just showed me the route in the mm. app, and it showed me going through two toll roads. Now it's saying only one toll included. So I was like, "All right, well that sucks. It's a bit annoying, but anyways, I'll just choose one of the toll roads, okay? And it'll just be a little bit longer to trip home." Mm-hmm. Then I get in the cab. He goes, oh, "All right, so it says here you've got one toll," and I was like, "Yeah, so should we take the tunnel?" And he goes, "Oh, actually, the toll is just to get out of the airport." And so he like literally just drove over the line to like leave the airport, you know, like the airport booking toll. And he's like, that's the toll that was included. And I was like, no, the toll that 
The tolls, the, the route that was shown was th- via these tolls. I saw it the specifically roads. showed those tolls. And he's like, yeah, but there's only one toll included. And so I was like, all right, get someone on the phone now, please. <laughs> How does it keep happening? <laughs> um, no, because I was like, That's, this is ridiculous. It showed me going through two tolls. And so is this because when there's a fair of that amount, and the tolls take money away from the driver. Exactly. So suddenly I'm paying, like, it was like $90 or something, which I know how much it costs to get from the airport to my house via the two toll roads, and it's about that much. But suddenly I'm paying $90 to now not go through two, two toll roads. Right. So I'm like, well, where's that money going? I don't know if it's going to the driver or if it's going to the app or whatever. So I'm like, get him on, get people on the phone. <laughs> so then he calls up his manager. I'm like, dude. I, I literally want to speak to the manager. Yeah, yeah, I did. I fully went there. Are you sitting in the front seat with him, by the way? I'm in the back seat. It was quite a big cab. I was like a maxi and so we're driving along and uh and like and like we're driving along the airport road so there's not really anywhere to go from the airport road and we're talking to the manager and the manager's like oh sorry i couldn't see what the app showed you so i don't know but all i do know is leaving in the airport is one toll and i'm like but it showed me going through all the toll roads like i'm calling from the back seat into the guy's (laughs) phone So the guy in the front puts you on speaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I'm yelling, the I'm talking to the manager going, it's showed me thing. He's like, well, I can't really confirm that. <laughs> so then I'm like, well, what am I supposed to do? Because now I'm paying $90 to not go through two tolls. Yep. Um, I don't want to do this right anymore. And he goes, well, okay, then you can get out. And then he hung up. And then I was like, fine, I'm going to get out right now. Just stop. <laughs> Let me out right here. Because there was traffic lights there. I was like, let's stop. And the driver goes, no, I'm taking you back to the airport. And I was like, <gasps> No, just <laughs> let me out right here. We've, we've ended this. And he goes, no, I'm taking you back to the airport. Does a U-turn, gets back on the highway to the airport. I'm like, I don't want to go back to the airport. I, so then I start like yelling. I was like making a full fuss of this. I'm like, let me out now. I feel unsafe. <laughs> it was so ridiculous. And then... Anyway, then he pulls over on the side of the road and he's like, fine, get out. And I'm like, you can't let me out here. It's the middle of nowhere. It's dark. I wanted to be out there where it was light. There was traffic lights and stuff. I could walk. There was a footpath. You can't just pop, pop me in the forest on the airport road in the, at one o'clock in the morning. It was one o'clock in the morning, by the way. And so I was like, it was 12.30 at that stage. So then so then I'm like, just, just get me to the nearest place. Proper drop-off point. <laughs> the nearest, the nearest street light. <laughs> then, yeah. So then he dropped me off out of the service station, and it took me half an hour to get another cab home. <laughs> Was it worth the complaint? And then the guy on the way home, the taxi driver. I told the taxi driver, "I'm like, sorry, man." He's like, "Why are we getting? Why? Why am I picking you up here at this service station <laughs> in the middle of the airport, like nowhere?" And I was like, "Well, I had this issue. The cab. It's the app's fault, and blah blah blah." They're saying this. Anyways, um, if I can just go to, you know, my house, please. And he goes, no worries. Via the toll roads. And I go, you don't have to take the tolls. Obviously, I know that the app is only giving you one. And he goes, don't worry. I'll take both toll roads because that's just the quickest, smartest way to get home. And I was like, thank you. Thank God someone has some sense about them. Me excluded. Someone does. <laughs> Someone yeah. does. Someone does. We will let you listening decide on who that is. I smell toast. Well, Matt, sometimes sorry is the hardest thing to say in our lives, but it can be the most powerful word 
in the vocabulary. And that's why we like to celebrate the power of sorry with Matt and Alex's national partner, Apology Hotline. Yeah, look, I thought I might jump in here and apologize to my partner, Belinda. Um, it was a Thursday morning last week when Belle um, was taking Sophia to swimming classes and I had to stay home to do a work meeting. Mm-hmm. And uh, Which we did find out yesterday was a very hot thing to do. Oh, part of Clickfish yeah, yesterday. listen to the Clickfish yesterday, you'll know. <laughs> you know what we're just, talking about. Just how attractive I would have been <laughs> in my uh, little den underneath my house that I conduct my Zooms in. With your moustache? Yeah, one step <laughs> up from the back of a van with curtains. <laughs> um, Belinda was in a rush getting Sophia ready for, for um, swimming and she usually goes and gets a coffee, right? Mm-hmm. And then she was like, oh, look, how are you going to get a coffee? Because you, your meeting starts soon mm-hmm. and we can't both go. And then, I, then you know, I've got to go to take Sophia to swimming and stuff like that. So, you know, one of us will have to go. Then she said, well, why don't you go now to get a coffee mm-hmm. and come back and then I'll take the car and go drop, take Sophia at swimming. And I thought. So you do a coffee run for you and Belinda. Well, well, okay. Maybe it sounds obvious to you. <laughs> Wait, what? Well, she was like, you go and get coffee and then drop the car back in time for me to go to the swimming. And I was like, okay. And in my head, I thought she meant you go and get a coffee. Then I will go and get the car and then I will go get a coffee on the way to swimming with Sophia. So I come back with my coffee. coffee. (laughs) She's, she is like. Putting Sophia in swimmers, like, come on, get your thing, put some sunscreen on. She's putting in the work. And I I got the coffee and she goes, is my coffee downstairs? And I go, what? What coffee? (laughs) That is unbelievable. Because the reason she was going to go get herself a coffee and she's like, oh, I'd get my mom too, but I'm not going to drive back. So if he gets this one, I'll wait. That didn't make sense to you now. It would have made sense to me then as well. I just saw it. I thought she wanted me to go and get my coffee quickly because I didn't think she would want one that was sort of getting cooler. I thought she wanted a nice hot one when she sat down to watch Sophia swim. So I was like, she won't want some cold coffee by the time it comes back from me and then she goes to the thingy. So I was thinking of her. Why would you even have a conversation if you're in a one coffee house world, if like if you just get a coffee whenever you want? <laughs> It wasn't really made clear that she wanted me to get her a coffee as well. She said, of okay, course, go it's get it. <laughs> if you're having a conversation, oh, how do we work it out so we get a coffee? That's unbelievable. That's, I don't even have a partner what? I know that you are. You're cooked, mate. Sophia's <laughs> not the only one in the deep end that day, my friend. Oh, man. You are. <laughs> I tell you what, no matter how many business calls I did that afternoon, there was no... Could make up for the unattractiveness <laughs> of that move. All right, well, the so good I, thing I, is... It's a heartfelt... Apology mm. to Belinda. I, I absolutely stuffed up. Um, it was a, it was a just complete misunderstanding on my behalf. I would never do it on purpose, and I'm ashamed and sorry. <laughs> well, there it is. The power, the healing power of the word sorry, which we've given you the opportunity to as well, because not only just saying sorry, he's shouting it from the mountaintops to the world, which is uh, the Matt and Alex all-day breakfast way. So here it is, uh, the Matt and Alex partner apology hotline. I just want to apologise to my partner, Tansy, for um, farting just before 
I proposed to her. I'm glad she still said yes. <laughs> Jordan, my love, I am sorry that when you had a really bad headache and you asked me to get you some Panadol, I stopped by the kitchen on the way and um, ate some chocolate cake and then I got you the Panadol and then... I came back to you and pretended that it took me a long time to find the Panadol, but really I was hungry and wanted some chocolate mud cake. <laughs> I love you. I'm sorry. Hi, Matt and Alex. This is Jacob uh, doing a national apology to my girlfriend, Grace, for consistently farting under the covers every single night and then proceeding to allow that said smell to escape so that there is a consistent bog in the room when we are trying to sleep. I don't mean it, but I also am not prepared to stop. <laughs> oh dear. Well, thank you, everybody. We've got a very windy audience, don't we? <laughs> the gusts are <laughs> quite strong at the moment, but <laughs> feel free to... Um, Pop a little voice message into our inbox, matt.and.alex. Tell us your name. Tell us who you're apologising to, and uh, we can make amends together. Fit check. All right. Well, we thank you for listening to All Day Breakfast. I mean, I'm sure you're out for walks or, you know, you're doing the washing or on the train, on the way to school or something while listening to this. Um, Bron, as this podcast has been going, I mean, you work here as a producer and even you've been doing something else while listening to about Alex all day breakfast. <laughs> Sorry, just with our conversation we had the other day about um, me not knowing left and right, it was a real wake-up call. Um, did a bit of Googling and I've got myself a doctor's appointment in the meantime while we've been recording. Wait, I was why? still listening why? What, what? Why did you suddenly book a doctor's appointment? Because since we spoke, I was doing a lot of heavy duty googling, which I'm sure you're not meant to do when you think something's wrong with you. Oh no! But like, why? Um, what? What was? What was it that triggered that sort of thought? Just when you were like, "Oh, have you ever thought about like if if it's related to dyslexia or anything?" And then I, when I started googling it, I was like, "Oh no, I think I have a lot of the." The symptoms, which I am just diagnosing myself. I actually do have a doctor's appointment. Oh yeah, I was I was going to say, Ron, I got to tell you, I am not a medical professional. I was just, (laughs) (laughs) I was literally, I I just said, I I clearly said, I have no idea whether this has anything to do with anything, but it just that was something that popped into my head. I don't know. I don't. Oh gosh. we better make clear, it's inadvisable to do anything Matt says, particularly in relation <laughs> to medical things, but also when it comes to love life, uh, employment opportunities, all these sort of things. It's or usually finding the pornography, situation. as we learned this week. So just basically, I am the example of what not to do in your Indeed. life. But that's that's pretty interesting. I I asked a friend, I was saying they've got dyslexia and I said I've been thinking about that because when I write like handwrite stuff sometimes I like leave off the last letter of the word or like the first letter of the word I'll like write the whole word and then it just won't have that letter I got to go back and put it on <laughs> I thought that was weird really <laughs> is that one of those symptoms you found Bron? the one of the symptoms was poor handwriting which I have shocking handwriting another one I've got is like finding it difficult to fall asleep at night bad at math 
zoning out when people are talking to me. So often Steve will be like, you're not even listening to me. And I'm staring straight at him and I'm trying to understand what he's saying. And I'm like... Maybe that's just a me thing, but is this no? Anyway. But is this dyslexia or is this this uh, is this like more of a ADHD kind of thing? I'll find out. But I kind of throwing out things. <laughs> no, don't. I just a thing that happened last weekend that also made me think about it was we were playing this game called Boulder Dash. Oh, Boulder Dash used to be my first ever radio segment. Me and Tom Ballard on community radio got Boulder Dash and we'd read out the name of a movie and people had to guess what the movie was about. Oh, fun. The, this one was like you had to make up a fake um, statement about something, about what a word meant, and it, you had to go around and I was the person that was reading it out for this one. My friend wrote down refereeing fencing and I read out referencing references. <laughs> <laughs> And they were like, did they have to stop the game? Like, everyone starts explaining that. Like, they're like, no, that's not what I wrote at all. She, yeah, she had to keep a straight face because you're not meant to show people yeah. which one you wrote. Yeah, that's right. Because if she corrected you, it would be revealed that this was her item and she would lose points in the game. And then at the end, she was like, did you do that on purpose? And I was like, no, I, I really saw reference referencing. Re-fencing, reference Oh, okay, well, look, so so you're going to mm. go to the doctors tomorrow and, and actually have a chat with them? Yes, I'll find out. I'll see. I don't know if I need to do a test or something. I've got no idea. But mm. we'll figure it out whether this is just me being bad at listening or if I can blame it on something else. <laughs> what? That's very interesting, Bron, because this week I also had a, um, a, a random public diagnosis. Oh. Where working at Comedy Republic... And one of the lovely employees there was saying, today, oh, do you realize you stand like this? And when I like sort of stand sort of in a relaxed manner, manner I sort of have my hands kind of up. Like they're <laughs> like not a little, relaxed like a by my side. Are they sort of up like a little meerkat? And she said, yeah, it's like the, it's the Tyrannosaurus stance. It's like your hands are sort of just like at, fr- at the front <laughs> like that. I'm like, well, actually, I have been told that before. Year nine. On camp, this girl says to me, "You stand like a bird." <laughs> <laughs> so is this? And I've never forgot that. <laughs> can this be attributed to any kind of you know, well, condition? She then said, "It's a bit of a trademark of neurodivergent people stand like this." What? <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> it's used." I think she said it's used like. You think, like in that position, you use your thinking, you're thinking of other stuff, and that's just sort of how you stand. So now I've got this seed planted. I've got to go find out if I'm neurodivergent. Oh, okay. Well, um, which Alex many people are. you with something else, Alex, as well, while we're giving each other. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it's, sure. It's all right, Rod. It's all right, Rod. The doctor's already uh, tell, told me that I've got a bad case of sexy. So um, I'm, I'm well aware of that. What's up, okay. Ron? What do you think Dyson's um, living with? I've just noticed sometimes. I was going to bring this up privately, oh but we God. may as well do it on this is, I am thoroughly Feel free to still do that, Ron, depending on what it is. Nothing weird. I've just noticed that you like mouth along with other people talking. Do I? Oh, my God. I don't remember that at all. Damn uh, it. Oh. Hey, look. Sorry. No, that's no, no. Weird. No, but that's like we film our conversations all the time, Matt. I've never like watched back 
a conversation and I'm mouthing along with you. Look, I have not noticed it either, but I have just come off filming a TV show and I've been in the editing room and there are many takes where I'm literally mouthing what the other actor is saying. It's like the worst, most embarrassing trait of an actor. Like I'm so embarrassed. Well, is that because you're also the writer? And so yeah, that you know is the problem. I know exactly yeah. what I'm saying. And so if you're doing that, you're probably in your head. If you're having a conversation mm. with someone, maybe you're in radio mode where you're thinking like, oh, they're going to say this and I'm going to say this. So like you're, mm. you're sort of, yeah, it's so embarrassing though. <laughs> I've had right. multiple co-actors <laughs> have to sit down and be like, you know, you were mouthing what I was saying in that scene. I was like, oh no. <laughs> All right, well, we're all off to the GP and feel free to check it out because there's no shame. There's no shame. Um, uh, but yeah, let us know how you got to go, Bron. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. Well, no, all I can say, Bron, is you can't be that bad at paying attention. Yeah, you're observant when you want to be, Bronwyn. <laughs> oh, okay, that's the end of the show. Thank you very much for joining us. This has been another Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. I hope you happy. A good one. We'll see you tomorrow. Same time, same place. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got something to add to the show? Slide into our DMs at matt.and.alex.